right. This is the uh, 10th episode of MZ Sports. I'm MZ. Uh, this is the week of Christmas. It's Christmas Eve, Eve. Pretty sure. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so my outfit today, you know, I was thinking about it for somebody who operates like someone's grandma during Christmas time. I have a shockingly uh, lack of Christmas outfit. Uh, <laughs> it seems odd that I don't have more, but um, so I had that goofy ass sweater I wore last week and then I have this like velvet crop top um, with candy cane hearts on it that I got a lot of shit for um, at work when I wore it last Saturday. So um, yeah, just popping that on and uh, drinking out of my Grinch mug and I wore my Grinch mask today. So there's a lot of Grinch and candy cane shit going on. So um, you might think I look decked out, but I only I only have two Christmas things. So um, seems odd, but you know, whatever, busted them out. It's time. I have a lot of Christmas socks though, which seems kind of strange, but, uh, and I think I got that from my mom, like fucking weird Christmas <laughs> sock thing. All right. Well, we're, it's fucking weird. Okay. So, um, this week was, had a lot of football, uh, a lot of days of football. I know it seems like I'm like a sports podcast, but I'm talking about football a lot. And I just, I can't fucking get into basketball. I'm sorry, I just can't do it. It's like all I hear are the squeaks of their shoes. And now with no fans, it's like all squeaks. I don't know how people watch basketball all the time. More power to you. Those people should probably have kids because I feel like you can tune like anything out at that point. Like if you're, if you're like a person who doesn't hear those squeaks, just relentlessly, then, you know, you're fucking golden for, for child rearing, let me tell you. Um, so I'll, I'll get into the different sports. Hockey, I think, is starting on the 13th of January, so I'll have something else to talk about. Um, but so far, it's just fucking days on days on days of football, and I w- I'm not even going to lie. I f- just fucking love to watch football. I will watch it if it was on every single day. I would never watch another thing again. I would watch hours and hours and hours of it. And I know it's kind of fucked up, but whatever. I'm into it. So they started on, it was the last Thursday night game of the season. And then they had Saturday and Sunday and Monday. And this week it's Friday and Saturday and Sunday and Monday. And it's just fucking days and days of football. Love it. So Thursday was... um, it was Chargers over Raiders, and jo- uh, Derek Carr went out with a groin, and Marcus Mariota came in and just fucking killed it. This dude was, like, everywhere. Also, I also think it's kind of funny as a woman to see a groin injury, like, in real time. Because, like, nobody was guarding him. His foot just kind of, like, planted in, and he, like, pulled his groin. But it was, like, almost you could, like, <laughs> I don't know, just kind of had a weird weird vibe to it. It was like kind of sexual because it like kind of involves his dick a little bit. I don't know. Um, (laughs) I need to see other people in this world, guys. It's getting bad here. I think I'm cracking. I need need to take my 15 on this COVID sitch. Um, So yeah, uh, this was quite possibly the most poorly coached game on both sides that I've ever seen. I don't know what the fuck either of them were thinking, but every single play call seemed to be worse than the other. 
Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe Anthony Lynn's just over it because the Chargers are out. I don't know what the fuck Gruden's doing. He's just like totally imploding. Um, but I, I mean, the Chargers had to jam it in in the red zone at the end of the game for the touchdown to win. It was fucking like 30, something like an insane amount of downs at the end, like just ridiculous for them to just keep jamming it in with the penalties and this and that and blah, 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 just like endless shit. And they finally get it in and they, they win. I mean, I, I honestly, it was a little tough to watch on account of the bad coaching, the bad clock management. It was just like bad coaching. So, um, but you know, Chargers pulled it out to be old five and nine and Raiders are bearsing out at seven and seven. So good for them, I guess. I don't know. I think they're still on the hunt, but at the way they're playing, it's looking kind of shitty. Uh, Saturday, you had the Bills and the Broncos, man, dude, the Bills, the motherfucking Bills. I I don't know what it is, but I'm fully drinking the Kool-Aid on the Bills. And I, like I said, in my last episode, I would be totally into going like up to the snowy tundra and just fucking smashing some tables with these people because these people are fucking crazy so they were playing in in uh denver and they flew back so there were some fans in denver there for the bills but they flew back and they there were thousands of fans waiting at the airport at four in the fucking morning and it's fucking freezing and there's snow on the ground, and they're just waiting there. And, I, I mean, that's a great fan base. I feel like Chicago would do that, too. Um, just tossing it out there. I'm not letting our boys down or anything. But, like, I feel like that's fucking dope to see, especially if you're Josh Allen because you're he's just he's doing it up. Man, the Broncos fucking crumbled. They were not doing so well. So the Bills clinched the, uh, the AFC East, and the stats – on the AFC East situation in terms of like the last time someone's won or whatever, like the, okay, so since 2001, only three teams, including the Bills, have won the AFC East that aren't the Patriots. And I think the the most hilarious thing about that is that like, Fucking Patriots fans are brutal and fickle, and they're just like, I mean, it's similar to Chicago. I I think they call, when you're a brutal and fickle fan of the NFL, they call you passionate. That's what the word they use for you. So um, the Patriots are out of playoff contention for the first time in like fucking forever since, I don't even know, I think Belichick was still putting sleeves on his hoodies at the time that they didn't make it into the playoffs. And the fans are already, like, fire him. It's just, like, fucking cracks me up. I don't know, man. Boston's real hardcore, and I dig it. Hell, yeah, fire his ass. He brought you six fucking rings, but who gives this shit? Fire him up. Um, love it. Love, love that, quote-unquote, passion over there on the East Coast. Uh, so then Saturday night had a game. It was the Packers and the Panthers. And, and honestly... I mean, everybody thought that the Packers were going to kind of just steamroll over the Panthers, and I'm not even going to lie, I did too. But they did win. They're 11 and three. Bill, uh, sorry, Bills are 11 and three. Also, I forgot to mention that. But the Packers are 11 and three, and and you know what? They played terribly in this game, like truly awful football, and still fucking squeezed it out against the four and ten Panthers. But something I will say that was absolutely insufferable, insufferable broadcasting 
on this crew because, you know, they have to bring out, they got so many damn games. You're seeing all the BC squads and shit. They would not shut the fuck up about Aaron Rodgers being the best quarterback. Da blah, blah. Just like fucking sucking this dude's dick left and right. If I was a Panthers fan, and I know the 10 of them that are out there that exist, if you were watching this game, there's no way that you didn't fucking put this on mute. Because as a Bears fan who was watching this, I couldn't even handle it. Like, I was, it was losing my mind. Like, I was ready to mute it at some point. I was like, dude, I can't fucking listen to these kids. Like, they are legit just, and Rodgers is the best, and Rodgers can do this, and Rodgers can do that. Rodgers played hands down the worst second half football that the Packers have played all year. And by the way, they lost to the fucking Vikings. So why don't we just like put some coolers on the goddamn Packers for a second? Calling him the best quarterback in the NFL is super offensive because that's Patrick Mahomes and everybody knows it. And I think it's fucked up that you, I mean, he's playing good football, but he's not the best. And by the way, Mahomes wouldn't have lost to fucking Kirk Cousins. So why don't we all just take a little fire, log off the fire here on the Packers and realize what's happening. Yes, they will have an advantage if they get home field advantage and people go into Lambeau to play because it's cold as fuck there and I've no doubt the fans will come out to harass you around the field. Sure, whatever. However, they are not as good as the Chiefs and that needs to be, like these guys need to know that. Also, when you're a broadcaster and you're, I've said this a hundred thousand times, that type of broadcasting where you are just, just like jamming your bias, you being so biased about one player or team is not enjoyable for a fan. And again, as somebody who's not a fan of either of these teams watching this, yes, I hate the Packers, but I still love football. It is, it's, it's unwatchable. I'm sorry. It's not unwatchable. It's unlistenable to hear this fucking shit. It was like so terrible. I couldn't complain enough about it. And I'm sure my dad was super into that. Um, (laughs) I'm sure my dad was really into the fact that I was like constantly talking about it, but refused to turn it off. So there's just, you know, there's me as a fan. Um, Bears fucking played a hell of a game. I mean, damn dude. So they... Montgomery, I mean, come on, dude. He's just the fucking shit, isn't he? And it does seem like Mitch is playing better. And they got 30 points for three straight games for the first time in seven years. And they are playing better. Bill Lazor's calling better. Everything They seem to have worked most of their kinks out. Robinson had a ridiculously insane catch with the little toes on the sideline. Love those catches, my little toesies. Those are great. I'll watch those all fucking day. Robinson killed it. Um, everybody seemed to be working together in unison. D came together. Kirk Cousins looked like a bitch. They, you know, it, it was all very good. I very much enjoyed it. It was a must, must, must win game here for people to keep their jobs. Um, Patterson and Mac got into the Pro Bowl, which you're like, nobody watches the Pro Bowl, but it's good for their stats and shit. But like, you know, and then, of course, Roquan Smith and Allen Robinson got snubbed. I don't know what the deal is with Robinson and, like, why he keeps getting snubbed out of shit. But, like, uh, I'm not into it. Like, dude's playing his heart out for the Bears, and it needs to be recognized on a national level. And I'm saying that as a Bears fan and also as a football fan and also as a common woman in society. Give this man his props. I mean, fuck, man.
So Bears are seven and seven. Vikings are six and eight. Bears are still in the hunt now. Uh, they they wedged out the Vikes there for that. I I am pretty sure they got that Kornacki guy, dude. That guy's fucking great on Sunday night. They got him and his khakis in there, like um, doing all the stats and shit. And, and I really love that. But they got him talking about the, he's rattling off all these statistics and probabilities and shit and. I can't really keep up with a lot of it because probability and statistics was not my best when I was in school many moons ago. But uh, it looks like it's going to be somewhere with the Cardinals and how they perform is how we're going to get in. Um, I would love if we got in. It would be truly a horrifying and really on par with being a Bears fan and part of the Bears organization if they signed Mitch to a a five-year deal after this. I mean, it would just be, it would be a total bear swindle and we've been duped before and I feel like it's really, it's coming up. I feel like it's on, it's, it's on the burners. Um, I don't want it to happen, but like, I, I mean, I have no idea what kind of bullshit moves that are going to happen here in Chicago. I mean, they, they really will pull the rug out from under you, so it would be bad if that happened, I will say. He should be a starting quarterback, just not here. I don't think it's going to work out here, but, you know, whatever. We need a franchise quarterback for the first time. I can't even fucking get on this shit again because it's like over and over again every year I say it and it, whatever. So it, it's going to be what it is, and we'll have to see how it plays out. They're playing the Jags, and, I mean... Speaking of the Jags, this is upset weekend. You know, I, I just, it's upset weekend this weekend, and the Jags did lose. But, however, if it would, again, it would be very peak Bears and on point with our brand if we let the Jags beat us at this point since we've got some momentum. It would be pretty terrible. I don't want it to happen. We need to not look at it as an easy win, and I'm sure the Bears organization will be telling them that and all the coaches and shit, but we shall see. Because, you know, uh, in, in Jacksonville, it's uh, Mike Glennon and Garden Mishu and they're, or Min, Minshew, sorry, they're fighting, uh, fighting it out uh, for the starting QB, and, you know, old Glennon sat on our sideline for a while till we tossed him aside like an old sack of potatoes, so uh, he should be wanting to come back and throw all over us, so... There should be a little bit of a cause for concern there, but honestly, I feel like I feel like they can pull it out. I even can't even believe I said that. It's like the kiss of death, but I fucking hope so. I would really like a like three wins here, but in a row. But all right, so um, moving on. Dolphins beat the pa- the pa- the Pates. <laughs> they beat the Pates. Um, they are officially eliminated, like I'd said before. They're six and eight. Dolphins are really coming up hot. They're nine and five. Uh, I really, I really enjoy what Brian Flores is doing down there. So you know, good for them. Titans, uh, they destroyed the Lions. They're ten and four. Derek Henry, uh, uh, I, I don't know if you can get a better stiff arm guy. I mean, he's laying dudes out. With one arm while he's running with the football. I mean, honestly, it's fantastic. I'm into it. Uh, Love him. Love everything about him. Uh, I always like it when anybody in our division loses. So that was nice. Um, Seahawks won over the Washington football team. They're 10 and 4. 
Washington football team is six and eight. So these two have been in these two teams particularly have been in the news in the last 24 hours because uh, the Seahawks signed had Josh Gordon. I don't know what the fuck the te- the league's deal is with Josh Gordon, but they have said over and over again that they are not going to punish you for weed. I can't remember if that goes into effect in the 2021 season or if it did in this season. But they just keep blackballing him. So they finally say that he's eligible, right? So then the Seahawks put him on the roster. They're ready to use him. They're ready to move him into the, like, ridiculous wide receiver set that they have. And then they kind of just, like, told him it was like maybe 12 hours that he was reinstated and then they told him he violated his uh term agree terms of his agreement or whatever i'm not entirely sure what that means they're not really saying what that means does that mean that he like smoked weed again i don't understand why he's like like the dude all he does is smoke weed essentially he just fucking smokes weed and he has been totally jerked around this league for years because of smoking weed when all of these dudes fucking smoke weed. I do not see how they, they all smoke weed in the off season. I don't know what the deal is, but I mean, I, I feel for you, Gordon. Like, I don't understand what's going on, but that fucking sucks. Um, and then speaking of people who fucking suck. So you have you have on one side, Josh Gordon, who literally just like lifts weights and tries to get back into the league, just like smokes a joint and lifts weights. And they're like, nah, bro, you, you can't come back. Then on Washington, Washington football team has gone through so many fucking obstacles, especially like Ron Rivera. So like, not only do you change your name, there's like all these articles about what's going on internally in your, in your, uh, in your team. You change your name, you get cancer, you beat cancer, and then you're comeback guy of the season goes out and then you put Haskins in and then Haskins is videotaped at a strip club after the game okay after they after the Seahawks game he is he's videotaped inside of a strip club violating COVID protocols for the second time Haskins for the second time so there, I mean, he's going to get fined again, 100%. The team most likely will get fined. And if it's on par with what they've been doing with the Saints and the Raiders, they're going to get a draft pick taken from them. So, and this guy still has a fucking job, but you can't smoke a joint and go back in. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. So, like, boobies in your face, cool. Smoking a joint, not cool. Just want to keep everybody on the same page of what the NFL is doing. Boobies in your face, cool smoking a joint not cool all right we're on we're everybody's on board because it's fucked up i don't understand why during during a pandemic you go to a fucking strip club i mean strip clubs are not notoriously known for their cleanliness but like come on dude i mean what the fuck i mean and not only that but you're like fighting to be at the top of your division your dog shit division you guys are scrapping it out and then you're gonna put everybody in jeopardy because you fucking can't get your shit together, I just can't handle it. Um, it's really selfish and stupid, and I'm I'm pretty sure that there, he got fined before for violating because he was selfish and stupid. So they should just fucking he should be out. Rivera should just be like, dude, you're you're out. You're a liability. You're sitting on the bench. Go go smoke a joint so no one will fucking hire you. Um, Ray, okay, so Ravens over Jags. Ravens are nine and four. They're really coming up better. Jags, uh, we'll get back onto them in, in a couple of games. And then um, Bucks over Falcons. 
So the Falcons are four and ten, but like they really play their heart out against Tom Brady. I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe Matt Ryan just wants to prove that he's better, and maybe it's because of that comeback. Maybe it's because they're just like dominate and then totally crumble, and that's essentially what happened here. Falcons were winning and winning. Brady came back, um, totally, totally ro- steamrolled them over. Came back, wanted up. They're nine and five. Uh, Colts over Texans. Colts are 10-4. and four. Uh, I just, Phillip Rivers, dude, get it, get it. I want you in so bad. And they're it. And the AFC is totally, it, it's very competitive. Like, it's, it seems to be that, I mean, they're clearly the better um, conference out of the two. But um, they are, they're 10-4. and four. They're going against the Bills, who are 11-3. and three. Um, the Chiefs who are 13 and one, the Steelers who are 11 and three, like they've got all these teams that they have to get and the Browns who are 10 and two, like they have to get over all these teams before they can get in. And I really just want Rivers to get in. I, I'm, I'm into it and I love him and, uh, I hope he does. And then the Texans, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson had an opening for his restaurant and everybody went and they're all fine. So, you know. Just keep keeping it cool there. They, this is exactly what they were nervous was going to happen, was that, like, towards the end of the season, once you become ineligible for playoff contention, then you start to fuck your whole thing up. You're just like, all right, forget it. I'm just going to go to the strip club. Booty in my face, eating at a restaurant inside. Everybody's fine. Like, your season's fucked. Um, Cowboys over Niners. Uh, Cowboys are five. Both teams are five and nine, actually. Niners have had a hell of a year, too, like Washington football team, but not particularly for anything that they did. They just keep getting fucked over by, you know, proximity, essentially. And uh, they're they're still I mean, they're five and nine, which isn't great. But then on the flip side, the Cowboys are five and nine. And they I mean, they're doing pretty good in their division. I don't know, man. It's all dog shit. Uh, But CeeDee Lamb on the Cowboys. He's what's up making insane catches all the time. Um, Cardinals over Eagles. Uh, Cardinals are 8-6. and six. Eagles are 4-9-1. and one. I don't understand why. So this was Hertz went in, and it was basically a shootout between Hertz and Murray. And um, I don't understand why you're not just sticking with Hertz. So, like, now Carson Wentz is saying, um, and I, I don't know how you wouldn't anticipate this, but he's saying if he's not the starter, he doesn't want to be a part of the organization and blah, 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 which is kind of a real bitch move. But honestly, what do you expect? So I feel like if you're going to uh, say those things, you know, it's, it's got to be money because I cannot wrap my head logically around anything. You want your team to win. OK, even if you're four, nine and one. Uh, the reason why you play sports is because you want to fucking win and you're competitive and you're not just going to roll over and sit down the Jets. Take a look at the Jets. But anyway, um, you you want to win games. So why wouldn't you be a part? You're a part of a team. You want to do that. You're still getting paid no matter what. So just fucking sit there and shut up and watch your team win with this kid. I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. But uh, I've never played it down in football in my whole fucking life. So maybe I don't know what the what the vibe is in the locker room, but Hertz seemed to be doing way better, gave them a way better chance of beating the Cardinals than um, uh, Wentz would have. And uh, then Doug Peterson comes out and says he, he, right off the bat, 
he says he still doesn't know who the starter is, which really grinded my gears because if I was Hurts, I'd be like, dude, fuck you. I just like went crazy stat for stat with Kyler Murray. And you're just going to sit here and kind of tell me that. But then he came back a couple hours later and was like, nah, he's going to start. So um, I don't know why they kept dicking him around. It's got to be something pertaining to money and uh, because of all the money that they have to pay once. But I don't know if I was still getting paid, but I didn't have to play. I'm feeling like. I would just sit there and shut the fuck up and watch my team uh, in their losing season with their one tie and uh, just just sit there and be like, mm, I'll figure it out later. Um, but, yeah, so cards are, are moving in in the last spot, I think Kornacki said. Um, it's all very technical. And then uh, here we go with the upsets. Uh, now we can get in all the upsets. So fucking Jets, dude. I mean... I don't know what's going on over there, but um, Adam Gase is dog shit, and we all know it, but fucking Jets won over the Rams. Jets have not won a game, right? So there's this, their first win. It's week 15, people. Rams are 9-5. and five. Well, Coming into this game, they were 9-4. and four. I don't, it's like, you never know with football. That's why I fucking love this game so much, because you never know what you're going to get. And that is the best part. Like going into this game, how could you be like, oh, the Jets are going to win this one? Because if you were a Jets fan, you know, at week 15, you're not still thinking that, right? You're not still like, oh no, Jets are going to win. <laughs> no, dude, you're totally defeated. You're like, fuck it. We're going to get Trevor Lawrence. We're going to be the first draft pick, blah, 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 blah. This is what it is. So the irony of this, of this win, which, um, I, I, is so fucking hilarious to me. The irony is that because of their win, it puts them out of the first draft pick spot and the Jags go in, right? So there's all this talk about quarterbacks, blah, 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 and that the Jags should probably get Trevor Lawrence because he should probably be this the, uh, a, a franchise quarterback for them. And the Jets have um, Sam Darnold, so then they should probably use use that pick to build their own line. The second projected um, player coming out of college football is this guy who plays on the O-line. He seems to be really good, and I seem to understand that. I mean, honestly, when you look at the Bengals' O-line, you're like, fuck, dude, yeah, I mean, they're, they were on third-string quarterbacks. Their O-line blows, so maybe you should invest in that. That's what keeps these guys going for you, But and Darnold has said that he likes playing for the Jets. But, you know, I don't know. The, Frank, I mean, that Gore, that win to me is about Frank Gore because I don't know how you're going to play a dude like Frank Gore like that. He's an absolute tank. He's been playing for years. I don't know how you're going to go out and really just do that to that guy. But uh, they got their first win, so good for them. Uh, they may not get another one this year, so they really should hang on to that like grim death. Um, next game was the was one of my favorite games to watch this uh this weekend, and, and I honestly think it's probably my second favorite game I watched. Um, Chiefs over Saints. Chiefs are 13-1. and one. Saints are 10-4. and four. It was a good game. You know, the defenses showed up. They came out. They really made sure that everybody, you know, that because you're, you're looking at two slingers. So Drew Brees comes back. Okay, this is the big talk about this. Drew Brees comes back after breaking essentially every one of his ribs and a punctured lung. Okay, so he's got no ribs, one lung. He's goddamn hobbled. And then he's coming back. It is apparent that he came back too early. I don't, I don't know how, like, those are probably tough conversations to have. I'd imagine with, like, 
the fact that you're Sean Payton, you're trying to win, you're trying to, you know, get in, you're the number two in the NFC behind the Packers, you're um, playing good football, Taysom Hill was doing really well, but now your franchise guy, your dude, your guy comes back, he's like, I'm ready to roll, and how do you not put him in? I don't think he played very well. I think it was very apparent that you, uh, that he was not ready. It showed. Um, but uh, I will always listen to Tony Romo. Uh, so that, that was a great game to watch for me. Uh, and then Sunday night, you had the Browns and Giants. I mean, fucking Browns, dude. They're 10 and 2. Giants are 5 and 9. And the Giants D pretty much has gotten five wins for them but uh, I really was into the Browns this week they really played a great game and um, I'm not a huge fan of Miles Garrett as I've stated before but uh, they did go into a lot of like what COVID does to you because he had it and uh, he can't breathe he fucking can't breathe so he had it he's coming back and he's saying he's like this is apparent like I'm out there I can't breathe Um, It really sucks. I, you know, and that's the the scary part of it. Like, yeah, there's a 97% survival rate, but then this is what you're left with. And these are pro athletes. Like, these are dudes. And I saw it in Lamar Jackson when he came back, too, which they didn't really mention. But you could tell. Like, their breathing is more labored. They seem to be, um, and they're pushing through. But these are guys who work out, like, all the time. They're, like, in peak physical condition, and they still can't handle it. So, like, if you're eating Cheetos on the couch... And, like, all the time and you get it, like, you're not just going to be like, you know, there's a chance that it's not cool. I don't know. I'm really not trying to preach on that, the COVID high horse. But, like, you know, I think that's an interesting look when you look at somebody who's in such good health and then you're like, holy shit, this is what it does to you. Um, He's been very vocal about it. And I actually like that because I think that that will kind of help scare some of the kids that um, are maybe partying or whatever because... It's really grinding my gears, and I'm getting a real hot in the back of my head about it. Um, but Browns are what's up. And, again, the Browns are having a stellar season, real bang-up job, and they're in the AFC, and it's going to be real hard to get in, and their division is looking like it's crumbling and that they might be the cream rising to the top. Uh, get your money. Dollar-dollar bills, y'all. Because uh, Monday night, this and this is why, because Monday night was the second-best upset, uh, upset. Uh, because you got to give it to the Jets first, even though I didn't watch that game. I, I did watch the Monday night, and I feel like it was more entertaining. But I was the Jets. I'm giving number one upset. Bengals are the number two. Bengals beat the Steelers. Steelers played so fucking terrible. Honestly, I've said it this entire time about the Steelers in the podcast. I don't understand how people are saying that they're how they were undefeated or how people are saying they were the best. They have not played. Good football all year. They got lucky on the wins. I don't know how it happened. I mean, it's Mike Tomlin. That's how it happened. But they are not playing well, and it shows. This game was bad for them. Bad. They did not play good football. The Bengals showed up and played better. And it was weird because when they were doing the picks on ESPN in the beginning, you know, the pregame, and I was watching and I was like, I don't know, man. My spidey sense is tingling about the Bengals. And I did, there's not really a reason why, but, like, I just had that. But I was like, nah, you know, it'll be the Steelers. But in the back of my head, I was like, mm. And, of course, they showed up to play because, you know, they were, everybody, everybody didn't pick them. If, if anything's shown this year or in any part of football, it's that you never fucking know. And I love that about football. I just love that. 
So um, their three losses in a row are the Washington football team, the Bills, and the Bengals. So just to show you who they lost to, um, those are, but with the exception of the Bills, uh, those are bad teams, uh, uh, statistically speaking, and um, those are should have won games, and uh, Steelers aren't very great. And it does seem like um, it does. It, for, I don't watch a lot of the. So apparently they have a, this huge rivalry. I don't watch a lot of their games because honestly we don't get them here. So until I drop the bones for the Sunday ticket, this is where we're at. Okay. So he, the games are like super heated, and there are just these like colossal hits, like huge hit them football, and the refs are letting them play. And um, E. Brown was carted off. Uh, the young Watt was concussed uh, on the Steelers, on the Bengals. Boyd was concussed. Like, it was just like they were dropping like flies left and fucking right. And, um, you know, that's when you got a good rivalry, they, they fucking let you play. I do think that they had a bullshit pass interference call on the Bengals, and then they came back and let them get away with a pass interference call on Claypool at the end of the game, which would have gave the Steelers a first down, which would have made it so that they could even it up. Um, but I think sometimes that the refs do that. And I know they'll probably never admit because it's, like, highly illegal maybe or, like, super unethical. But um, I think sometimes when they fucked up in the beginning and they're like, oh, shit, we should have called that or, oh, shit, we called that and it really was nothing, um, they go, they try to make it up at the end or at some other point of the game and they, like, let you get away with one. It's not great. It's not a great system of checks and balances, especially when it's at the end of the game when you could have potentially came back to score or it would have given you a first down. Like, these are big moments in the game, and I'm sure Steelers fans were fucking pissed about that, but the way your team played, I don't know how you expected to win that game anyway. Um, Zach Taylor's a head coach. He was uh, making some of the Cincy offensive calls, and he was doing a really fucking good job. Uh, there, the play calling was very good and Cincy, and uh, yeah, with their trash ball fans, they, you know, they let 10,000 in uh, trash ball Ohio, and there were like a fuck ton of Steelers fans there, and boy, did they shut the fuck up after a while. They were real hot in the beginning, and then they, they put a pin in it. Um, so there was some weird things that happened. Um, there was like the weird Christmas Muppet shit. I don't know if you saw that, but it was weird as shit. I wasn't into it. I guess I don't really like the Muppets because, like, I'm in my 30s. I'm a grown-ass adult. But um, I don't know. It's fucking weird, and I don't like it. And you can cut that shit out, ESPN. But um, the whole Juju thing, okay? So, like, it, it's so funny. Okay, so Juju is does these TikToks or whatever, and it's, like, uh, young kids speak for these young videos where they do dances and shit or whatever. I don't know. And uh, I don't know what the fuck they do on there, but they talk about it all the time. And so he does this shit and he dances on the emblem and the pregame warm ups um, on the other team, on the opposing team. Since he's done that, he did it in Buffalo and he did it um, in Cincy. And it, it's like they play. It's like a bad omen. In my mind, I go, I equate it with when Justin Bieber came to Chicago in a king's hat. And stood on the emblem, the Blackhawks emblem, in the locker room and took a bunch of pictures. I And then Chicago ripped his asshole open for this. Like, truly 
truly ripped him open on it and I loved it because then he went to RPM Steakhouse and ordered a salad and everybody in Chicago was like you're fucking done so like I don't even know I, I I heard rumors after that that Bieber wasn't even allowed in the city of Chicago which is why he played the United Center or um he played uh Rosemont instead of the United Center because <laughs> the United Center told him to fuck off and that he wasn't allowed there in good reason like nobody stands on the emblem it's like a total you don't hit the Blackhawks emblem in the locker room. It's a total superstition. Hockey's like, you know, hockey and baseball could be the two most superstitious sports that you can get. And it's like part of tradition. You don't do it. They don't even step on them with their skates when they come out. It's just you don't fucking do it. So he comes in in his stupid king's hat with his dumb, stupid face. And he's Canadian, for Christ's sake. I mean, I think they teach the hockey ethics at birth in Canada, but apparently he missed that. And it was just like he took a whole bunch of heat for it. So Juju Bieber's it up the last two games and they just played dog shit football. Terribly horrible. It does seem like it's a bad omen. And he took quite a few big hits from the Bengals D about it. Quite a few big hits from the Bills D about it. It's almost as if it's super offensive to the other team and riles them up. So I don't know if Tomlin's going to tell him that. I mean, Tomlin's not that kind of guy, I guess, from what I hear. But to be fair, I think uh, I think it needs to be addressed. I mean, you you got all of this. You're not playing good football, but you really want to grind it in with some, like, bullshit, young buck shit. I don't know. It doesn't seem right to me, but I, I'm not into it. Um and they're taking some heat for it. He's taking some heat. So, um, yeah. So that's the week in football. And then we got some, you know, good stuff happening this weekend. And it'll be Christmas soon. And, um, yeah. Hopefully we'll get a white Christmas here in Chicago. But um, I'm excited to watch some more football. I'm excited to, to watch, like, you know, 10 hours of football on a Saturday that is in college. Um, really into it. So um, this is MZ Sports. I'm MZ. Merry Christmas. See you next week.